0: When a prospective tenant looks at your unit, you want them to be impressed and be able to imagine themselves living there. We make the unit clean enough that we would want to live there. So let them see from the get-go that you value your unit and them as tenants enough to make sure everything is damn near perfect when they first see it. Impress them. Give them that wow factor that they deserve so they're going to want to rent from you and not the landlord down the street. Welcome to Your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today. Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast.
1: Hey, landlords, and welcome to episode eight. I'm your co-host, Kevin, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Stacey. Today's topic is our best tips for a smooth tenant move-in. Now, our previous episode, we discussed security deposits and the move-out procedure. So now the unit is empty. Let's talk about what you need to do to get ready for that next tenant. Of course, before they move in, you want to make sure the unit is clean, safe, everything is in good working order. Do your scheduled maintenance and repair any issues you found in your move-out walkthrough. This would also be a good time to put in a new air filter. Now, it's very important to check all the safety requirements. Yes, it is. Smoke and carbon detectors are in working order and have new batteries. And remember our tip, put the date of when you put the battery in. Yep. Fire extinguisher has been serviced for the year. We keep a small one besides the ones we're required to have. We keep a small one in the kitchen for any little fires that can happen there. All egress windows open and lock properly. All the gas lines have been checked for leaks. Now pay close attention to connections if you are installing new appliances or HVAC.
0: Yes, we had some problems with ours.
1: Uh, fire escape ladders are properly placed on the second floor or above, usually second or third story, like in our case. And this means they are easily accessible. They do you no good if they're hidden behind a bunch of junk in a closet. Yep. Or if your building has fire escapes, make sure they're working properly.
0: Yeah. You want to make sure that you don't have any plants or anything sitting out there. People need to be (laughs) able to get out. It's more for just
1: sitting there on a hot night and having a beer. Okay. (laughs) You want to check that raised decks, stairways, balconies are secure and have no dry rot. Look for loose railings and floorboards and pay particular attention to raised nail heads. They can be big tripping hazards.
0: Yeah, no fun for tripping off
1: a stairs. (laughs) Your entrance locks should have been changed and they are in good working order. And also your outdoor and pathway lighting or your motion sensors, make sure those are working properly.
0: Yep. That's, those are all great points. I want to cover that I think it's very important that you clean the unit entirely. And you like a
1: clean unit? I
0: do. I'm a stickler <laughs> for a clean unit. And I really like to give that wow factor when prospective tenants first walk in the door. So here's what we do. Kevin will touch up scuffs and marks on the walls, baseboards, and doors. Sometimes you can even just clean it off with warm water and dish soap. You want to wipe down all the baseboards in the door trim if you're not painting it. Clean the carpets if they're still in good shape or replace them if they're getting worn. Sometimes they just need to be stretched. We had new carpet installed and the tenants moved out a year later and the carpet was in still in great shape, but it had some bumps in it, So, but it was still in great condition. So we cleaned it, and we hired a carpet installer to come out and stretch the carpet and secure it. It cost us 80 bucks, and it was a lot better than spending a few hundred to replace the whole thing. It
1: really looked great.
0: It made a, whole, it made a, a huge difference. In the bathrooms, thoroughly clean the toilets, the shower, the sinks, and the floors. Let me get this clear to you, please. Do not leave any evidence of the previous tenant in that bathroom. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Make sure your windows and window tracks and your blinds are clean and make sure there are no holes in your window screens. Here's a tip for you. If you have kids, bring them in and have them wipe down the window blind slats. It's an easy job for them to do and they can earn some money. In the kitchen, make sure the cabinet doors and the drawers open and close easily. Tighten any loose handles or knobs. Clean the exterior of the cabinets, and for wood, we're going to use orange oil. For painted, we use warm water or dish soap. Wipe out the interiors and also use warm water or soap when you do that. You want to clean all the appliances and wipe down the exterior of them. For stainless appliances, we use Wyman or Weeman. I'm not sure how, if I'm saying that correctly. Stainless wipes, and they're awesome. It's almost like waxing a car. You rub it on, leave it on for a few minutes, and then you wipe it off with a soft towel. And we'll link them in the show notes. They work really well.
1: Just like the Karate Kid. Wax, wax on. on. Wax yes, up.
0: there. Yes, there you go. You want to wipe down all your kitchen counters, your backsplash, and clean the floors. Clean the grout if you have tiled floors. If you have hardwood floors, we like to use Bona Floor Cleaner. Uh, it gets rid of all the water stains, and it makes the floors nice and shiny. Look up in your kitchen. If you have a hanging or ceiling-mounted light fixture, please clean the glass or the plastic shade or lens. They tend to get very greasy, and then the gnats and the dust stick to it. Look down low, because when spills happen, people tend to neglect the baseboard and the areas under the appliances.
1: Yeah, it's a little getting a little tougher to get up after being (laughs) on your hands and knees looking for that, but it, it does make a difference. Yes. Okay, so now you do your pre moving inspection. This is where you check to make sure everything is working as it should. For example, the stove burners all work. The lights turn on. uh, All the receptacles work. The thermostat works with the heat and the air on. All the windows and doors open and lock easily. Stuff like that. Next, you're going to want to take photos of every room from every angle possible. This is your backup should the tenant come back at move out and say, oh, that closet door was already broken when they moved in. You have photos to prove it wasn't.
0: It's kind of fun, too, when you get to slap those pictures in front of them and tell (laughs) them, nope.
1: Check with your insurance company that everything is in order there. Remove the vacancy policy if you've added one on. Double check their pet allowances if the new tenants have a pet. There's usually a breed, size, or number limitations. Make sure your lease is up to date. Forms can and do change, so make sure you are compliant. Many times these updates are to benefit the landlord and cover their butt, so it's really important to check with your lawyer or your lease source to make sure you're using a current lease and addendums.
0: That is very true, especially in California. We have changes every year. -hmm. To those leases. All right. So for us, this is when we start to market the property. I absolutely refuse to show the unit until it is completely ready. This might sound silly and we might lose a week or so, but it's important for us to show the unit when it's completely clean and all the improvements and safety checks are done. When a prospective tenant looks at your unit, you want them to be impressed and be able to imagine themselves living there. We make the unit clean enough that we would wanna live there. So let them see from the get-go that you value your unit and them as tenants enough to make sure everything is damn near perfect when they first see it. Impress them, give them that wow factor that they deserve so they're gonna wanna rent from you and not the landlord down the street. All right, so you've vetted your tenant and the time has finally arrived. Your new tenants are ready to move in. After the preparation is done above, Hopefully, move-in day will be smooth sailing. However, there are a few additional steps to complete the process that are equally important to a successful move-in. These are a few of the most important things we do to ensure it's a smooth day for everyone all around. Leave a welcome gift. So we'll in our welcome gift, we have a roll of paper towels, maybe a couple rolls of toilet paper. depends on how many bathrooms there are. We leave a few bottled waters for the tenant. And those for that are helping them move in, we have snacks like protein bars and trail mix, chips, gum. We do chocolate bars. Sometimes we'll do candy. We leave a package of pasta and a jar of marinara or a gift card for the deli across the street. And that's not really necessary. It's just that this Italian mama, you know, like to make sure the people are getting fed. We leave a blue sponge for them to use, and we let them know why we prefer they use this instead of those horrible green and yellow ones. Sometimes we'll include a 3M claw, which is an easy way to hang up pictures or mirrors without putting large holes in the wall, and we're going to link them in the show notes. They don't require any tools, and they make it really easy to patch when the tenant moves out. Lastly, we leave a small amount of touch-up paint in case they ding the wall when they move in. We found these awesome things and they're called touch-up cups. Much like a shaker bottle for protein drinks, this is a small bottle that has a plastic ball in it to mix the paint up when you shake it. It's got a wide mouth on it. So it's easy to dip a small paintbrush in and we include that disposable brush as well. And we're going to link that all in the show notes so you can kind of see what we're talking about as well. It's a very cool product. It's easy to store and it really impresses the tenants. Oh, And if you allow pets and the tenant is moving in with one, it's always nice to include treats or a toy or something to welcome their new pup or kitty.
1: Yeah, they love that. They do. And overall, we really get such positive feedback and the tenants are so appreciative of the thoughtfulness and kindness. When they receive these simple gifts, it starts the landlord-tenant relationship off on the right foot by making them feel good as soon as they enter their new home. Now, we only spend typically, what, 10, 15 bucks on all this?
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's a little more.
1: Yeah. We also send a small gift card for their birthday, and we do a little something nice for each of them on the holidays. Now, also remember, you're able to expense out up to $25 per tenant with gifts. So it not only makes them feel special, it's also a small tax write-off as well. Yeah.
0: Always a good thing to have a tax (laughs) write-off.
1: Next up, we want to talk to you about our welcome binder that we provide to all our new tenants. Move-in is very exciting, and information overload is real easy to achieve. So to help our tenants out, we put together a binder that holds all the details a new tenant might need within the first few weeks of tenancy. Believe me, it really cuts down on the need to contact us with questions, regardless of how simple they might be. The front page is a photo of the property with their address and our or our property manager's contact information. The first tab is labeled Rent and lists how rent payments work. On some of our units, we use QuickBooks to invoice our tenants and they pay us directly. On others, we use a property management software company and provide the link for them to set up their profile online. This section includes all the fees charged, including details about late fees. The next section will tell them how to go about reporting maintenance problems or other issues like noise complaints. It also details what we consider an emergency and what can wait until the next day. This is where you would, again, put your contact information or your property management software's link and how to best contact you depending on the issue. For example, text or email.
0: Yeah, always encourage your tenants to contact you in some form of writing so you have a paper trail. This eliminates the he said, she said confrontation. If they do call or leave a voicemail, follow up with an email acknowledging the issue and a time frame of when you will either get back to them or when you'll be able to resolve that issue. Do your best to respond within 12 hours. If you ever end up in court, and a judge asked to see all the written correspondence that transpired between you and your tenant, you want to make sure that you have covered your assets. So, okay, we're going to get back to the binder now. I tried to do something funny, but it didn't work. (laughs) All right, back to the binder. Uh We also include a copy of their lease with all the addendums. If they have signed that lease electronically, we include a copy of the signed one. If they are signing in person with us that day, we use a copy of the final version they have reviewed and approved. If completed prior to the actual move-in day, include a copy of the move-in inspection checklist in the binder that you have performed. We will hand them another copy to complete on their own and return to us within 7 to 14 days of them moving in. The time difference for us is based on unit size. If they're in an apartment, it shouldn't take longer than a week to use the dishwasher, open all the windows, beat the smoke and carbon detectors. For single-family homes, we generally allow 14 days because typically they're bigger and there's exterior space that they need to check that our apartment living units do not have. We have a notes section where we list all the details about the property that they need to know. For instance, in the multifamily property We specify where the garbage is dumped and the code for the dumpster lock. We note expectations on what they need to clean up when they use the patio and the grill and where the recycling in the green bins are. A little side note, in Sacramento, it's now mandated that we provide all single-family homes and multifamily units with a large green bin for composting and to encourage our tenants to throw their banana peels in there instead of the trash. And that's great. We do include in the binder a guide on what trash should go into which bin, and we give them as much information as possible. But ultimately, it's up to the tenant to follow through. For our single-family home, we'll notate such things as the day of the week that the trash is picked up and how to operate the sprinkler system. We also discuss how there is a special key for them to be able to turn the water main off and have that location of that water main noted in case there is a flood they cannot stop.
1: Okay, <laughs> here's a little tip. <laughs> Sounds simple, but it isn't. Always. Some homes have their water main in the front yard of the property, and they simply need a wrench to close it. But many older homes, like our one up in Chico, and it's about 100 years Maybe old. a little over now. They have a special rectangular-shaped key needed to turn it off and the main, in this case, is located in the sidewalk. Now, there is no way a tenant will know this, and it took some detective work (laughs) on our part and ultimately a visit to the local hardware store for us to figure this out, too. Yes. If the water supply line to the toilet or under the kitchen sink burst, they're going to need to know where this main is and turn the water off immediately and minimize the flooding. For all sized properties we tell them where the gas valve is located and show them the special gas wrench to use, which we have hanging from the pipe. This $5 tool will make a big difference if your property is located in earthquake, flood, or wildfire country. The first thing the fire department does when there is a fire is turn that gas valve off to keep explosions from happening. Yes, they do. We also let them know the contact information for all the utility companies For them to switch their services over to their name this would also be a good place to remind them about any seasonal maintenance items they are responsible for provide them a checklist of items they are to maintain as per their lease now here's another tip when a season or timeline rolls around text or email them a reminder for instance in october remind them to refer to the winter preparation checklist in the binder This way, they can remember to remove the hose from the hose bib and place the protective sleeve you've provided to keep it from freezing and cracking the pipes or if it's time to add salt to the well water.
0: Yeah, and and our binder also includes all of our state and city required forms. So for California, this is going to include pamphlets on mold, bed bugs, lead, a warning of potential additives that are in the water. Yuck. And as noted above, we have a page that instructs on how to sort their trash properly. Lastly, we use plastic slipcover sheets to slide instruction manuals in for all the appliances. The garbage disposal, thermostat, and the smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. And these come in handy so they can learn how to best use the appliances and can refer to the troubleshooting section if something isn't working right. If you're really into organization, you can download PDFs of these instruction manuals and include them when you email the final copy of the lease to your tenant. This all fits nicely into a one-inch view binder. We place it next to their welcome gift and briefly go over it if we do an in-person move-in walkthrough. All right, move-in day is here. Meeting your new tenant in person to hand over the keys? Here are some things you need to consider. Get there early. Moving day is stressful enough without the tenant having to wait on you to arrive with her keys. So at the very least, please be on time. Ideally, get there early and make any final preparations to ensure the best first impression possible on your new tenants. Open up the blinds, turn on the lights, turn on the heat or the air conditioning and make it comfortable. Set up your welcome gift, get those bottled waters in the fridge so their friends and family or movers can enjoy them after you leave. Remember, These first impressions set a tone for the entire landlord-tenant relationship, so make it a good one.
1: And what do they say? You only have one time to make a good first impression. That's true. We're now to the move-in checklist. Now, the move-in checklist is almost as critical as the lease itself. This document serves as a comparison when the tenant vacates the unit to determine any tenant damage versus the normal wear and tear on the unit. It needs to have a detailed description of each room, as well as exterior spaces, and a list of any known damage or defects.
0: All right, so we have a free move-in, move-out inspection checklist that's available to download. Uh, We use it every time we turn a unit. It covers all areas that should be inspected, plus includes a key for notations on if an area is satisfactory or needs attention. Each page has a section for personal notes, and the last page has signature lines for both you and the tenant. The link to download it will be in the show notes.
1: This is the same form you will use again when they move out. It's where you, and likely they, will note any issues they find, like a dent in the dishwasher, that potentially they could be dinged for on their security deposit at move out. It allows you to have records of the condition of the property before and after their tenancy. This is also where those photos you took prior, you know, every angle of every room, will show both the unit's general condition and specific issues found. Once the inspection is complete, both the landlord and the tenant need to sign and acknowledge the pre-existing issues. Please do not rush this step, as it goes a long way in preventing disputes in the future. Now, if you prefer to do your inspection prior and leave the form for the tenant to complete on their own, that's okay too. We've started to do this and it's really made it a lot easier. We leave a signed duplicate of the inspection form along with a stamped envelope for them to mail it back.
0: Yeah, and as we said earlier, we give them 7 to 14 days to check everything and make sure it's working properly. So usually we'll set a reminder on our phone to text them three or four days before reminding them to please send it back. On move-in day, if we're doing an in-person meeting, we'll also go over all the items in the note section of the binder. Such items as where the breaker box is, where to find a special key to turn off the water and the gas, and all that stuff we talked about before, and what to do if the garbage disposal jams.
1: We keep a special garbage disposal key under the kitchen sink and have a short video we send to them in case they have a jammed disposal. To take a look at this video, check out our YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the show notes. It has saved us from having to go to our units for a repair at least four times, I believe, since we created it. And actually, the tenants are always happy. They're able to resolve the issue themselves.
0: Yep. you just The key comes in the box and just use some tape and put it on the uh, side of the cabinet. And, and that way it's there. They don't even know what it is until they need it. And when you're signing the lease in person, we make sure to use a pen with blue ink. Why do we do that? All legal documents should be signed in blue ink because it's harder for people to alter. We also make them initial the bottom of each and every page on the lease. And yes, there are bad people out there who try to alter leases by adding or taking out sections. This is also why each page is numbered. We try to make it as hard as possible and discourage people from making changes to that lease. While signing the lease in person, we're going to go over it as much as we can. And that may sound like hand-holding, but it sure does make it hard for them to come back and say that they didn't understand what they were signing way down the line. And yes, if they think they can get away with it, they will. If it's possible, have a witness to stand by with you. Kevin and I are usually always together with the tenant while going over the lease.
1: And if they have questions one of us is unsure of, There's yeah between the both of us, we can, can usually it answer out. it right yep. there. Now, move-in can be very overwhelming for new tenants, and they often will have questions they forgot to ask. So, around one week out, when you text them to remind them to return the signed inspection form, also ask them how things are going, if they have any questions or need to request maintenance. This one simple text encourages open dialogue and creates a professional landlord-tenant relationship. Also, you can get ahead of any issues before they become major problems and the tenant knows that their satisfaction is actually important to you. All right, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. We hope you have learned something about what to do with your unit when a new tenant is moving in. As always, we appreciate you listening, and we love it if you would share this podcast with fellow landlords. Please subscribe or follow. And once again, leaving a comment helps not only us hear what you think of our podcast, hopefully you like it, but helps us move up in the ratings charts.
0: And if you'd like the link to our podcast sent to each week, subscribe to our newsletter, Landlord Weekly. We email it every Tuesday, and it includes landlord tips, early access to our blogs, the link to our newest podcast episode, and several landlord-specific articles that help you navigate the world of owning rental property. We will put the subscription link in the show notes for you. We thank you for listening. Kevin and I hope you get a little something from each of these episodes. We are here to give back and help others become respectable professional rental property owners. So until next time, you got this, landlords.